to the grounds crew ladies and gentlemen i'm your host josh gerson along with my co-host bill ron back at it again he is back he's doing well we're happy to have him back healthy um bill last week was a big episode and we were sorry that you couldn't be there uh so i want to definitely rehash some things because there's uh, a lot happened in the, the week since the cba was passed yes. before we get started as always make sure you like and subscribe toss us a review follow us on all social media at the underscore grounds crew um bill so do you, do, you need a, do you need a recap of all the things that happened, or is there anything that stuck out let's, to you that you want to let, start with? Let's recap for the fans. Go ahead. Hit okay, me. cool. So, big moves. Matt Olson was traded to the Braves. So, that was one of the more surprising things just because ultimately it ended up looking a lot like Freddie Freeman mm-hmm. in terms of the monies and how things went. Yep. It was very interesting to just see that the Braves' kind of ownership and, and management had decided mm-hmm. that they were done with Freddie. Yeah. Um, and they were ready to exchange Freddie for somebody else. Uh, for the Braves, you you sent prospects for Freddie Freeman? Like, yeah. it just, again, it, overall it was a surprising move, uh, but a great move. Great player. Uh, going to help them be a good, uh, a good thing. I don't think Atlanta got better, mm-hmm. but they didn't get worse. Um, long-term prospects, you never know with a prospect. Yeah. Tra- you, you, you can trade guys away. Uh, I think e- even guys, unless you see somebody who's got a super magical tool, mm-hmm. it's rare that a prospect is going to show up to the degree we all want them to. Right. Yeah, I think that – I would say Matt Olson and, and Freddie Freeman are definitely, like, comparable. But you get Matt Olson, now he's just younger. Yeah. So, but like, fine. Mm. I, I I thought it was worth it for them to just keep him. Freddie hadn't shown zero signs of falling off, like zero. So, and he was a fan favorite, community, been there, doing it. Like that, just listen. If I got to run a team, it's the move I would have made. Mm-hmm. I know because I think that everybody holds on to nostalgia way too much when they're yep. when they're in this thing. That's what we said. Fans are irrational. <clears throat> um, so I was just surprised to see a team run it like it was you know mlb the show and and this is mm-hmm. you know an overall rating and an age thing and a potential thing and not a coming off a world series with who your are best you? player you know like, what's the back of your jersey say yeah so uh, i liked that from that side just again very surprised to see it happen mm-hmm. um and we'll see how it plays out yeah and then right from there <clears throat> Freddie Freeman side. Go into the Dodgers. Be like, we want to call it the Cohen tax. If it looks like the ownership of the Dodgers was like, hold my beer. Yep. Um, and they just roll out and sign Freddie Freeman to this mm-hmm. massive deal. Trey Turner got uh, bought out of his arbitration. He's making twenty. Yep. Uh, like that. That team is paying through the nose right now for people. Um, crazy that they invested even more in, because. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the actual logistics of it. If Bowers' money counted last year on their cap, Ooh, yeah, I'm not sure. And if Bowers coming I think back it did, this actually. year, if Bowers coming back this year, like Bowers, like that's a they got a lot of money already going out. Yes, but I think the way I've, I read somewhere that the way Freddie's um, deal is structured, it's not. 
It's like a lot of the money's deferred until beyond the contract. I don't care. I, I don't like so everybody's doing what the Mets get made fun of when we talk With about the Bobby this. Bonilla. We've yeah. talked about this on a past episode. Yes. The Mets, the Mets, the Bobby Bonilla thing that the Mets did is one of the best financial business decisions that's ever happened in baseball. How do I know that that's true? Because right now, Ken Griffey Jr. is one of the top paid players on the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, yeah. And all of that is because the Mets did something that people like to laugh about, but the deal they made is better than all of the other deals that have been made subsequently. Yep. Uh, so, again, people like to make the punching bag out of the Mets for the concept. Uh with Freddie, the only downside I see with a, an organization like that is, and this goes to soccer. You guys see what happened. I, I don't even remember the team because I don't, I don't follow Euro- European soccer enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the teams was a borderline and bankrupt. I think it was Barcelona. And they were like a billion dollars in debt. Yes, I believe it was Barcelona. And... They're, they were pretty much told, like, you have to reshape this entire thing. you got to sell off players. You can't do any of the things you did. I'm looking at the Dodgers. How are you guys financially going to do this? Because now you're paying guys who aren't even theoretically on that, that cap mm-hmm. necessarily. They're not even really part of that number. And you're going to be paying Freddie for the next 15 years. That Dodgers, to me, unless they've got – just oodles of cash. They're spending five hundred million dollars to play baseball this year, and if not this year, they're going to be spending five hundred, six hundred, five hundred million dollars next year, the year after. Somewhere in there, a lot of this deferred cash starts to pile up on itself. Right. At some point, is it, is their team going to slide dramatically back to yeah, Earth? <laughs> or 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 are they going to be forced to sell a team to somebody else because? Mm-hmm. It's cash strapped and there's no profits and there's no money and there's no anything. Or is their money just endless and they're just or their team? money's endless? Yeah, my money long. I, I guess I, I don't know. So that is an interesting point and and where where they end up, who knows? But right now they I think they they see it kind of how like the Rams did. It was like, hey, we have <clears throat> the pieces, we need to put our foot on the gas, and if not, like it's not worth the it. The Rams, the entire NFL, the entire NFL. Yeah, like, I guess. Let's 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 pause. There is nothing. People can say hot stove all they want. Mm-hmm. The hot stove is trash compared to what the NFL got going on. Oh, their their free agency is electric. Oh my Atlanta. Yeah. Like it's not even free agency. It's the trades. Or okay, off season. It, yeah. It's it's every drop <laughs> yeah. of like there the draft is coming up mm-hmm. and people are out there's mock drafts every other day. I know. Like there's just so excitement over any drip of information. It's it's so bonkers. How the NFL just owns sports. Yeah. Specifically the AFC right now. It's specifically the AFC. The AFC is out here just like playing in a completely different league. Yep. Like than the NFC. NFC is out here like, we'll re-sign Jameis Winston. (laughs) AFC is like, we'll take all your best players and bring them over to our division to compete for for titles. It's an absolute bloodbath of the conference. (laughs) So but but get getting back to the whole thing. Yeah. Crazy for Freddie to be a Dodger. Uh, it it makes me now wonder it, who's going to be the next team to s- step up because somebody's got to do something. They look like a runaway train again. Mm-hmm. I mean, step up in terms of what? In terms of spending? The, the, no, in terms of acquiring players of that quality on your team. Right. Even if you already are stacked and loaded at n- numerous positions, mm-hmm. like you, the guys got to just start guard, start 
making moves. Yeah. Like the Padres, you did all that stuff last year. Y'all are are not winning the division. No, not a chance. So what did you do it all for? Yeah, no, that's a good that's a good question. And and I I would say the the Mets made at least an attempt to do that, but they definitely played it safer than the Dodgers are in terms of the like the amount of stars that they got. Like they obviously spent a bunch of money on Scherzer and they got some good players and whatever. Well, so but it really it's not comes to the level. It, the it really comes did. down to how good you think Starling Marte is. Yeah, it but, really comes down to what you think Marte is. Right. If Starling Marte is the best center fielder in, in baseball, not named Trout, mm-hmm. the Mets had a killer offseason. Right. You got. The second best pitcher in the game, Hall of Famer. But I, I, I definitely, I can't honestly can't say that because Starling Marte already said that he's not going to play center field all the time. So automatically, well, Brandon, Brandon Nimmo is sure. But like Mike Trout fight. doesn't not play center field ever. Yes, he does. He goes to the bench and he is sure, injured. but he doesn't play right field. Yeah, well, he goes to injured list. Yeah, I'd rather him go to right field, not be injured. Fair. Maybe that's so, something he'll have to uh, so, bridge a lot to cross later in his career uh, or now. <laughs> Should already be thinking about it because he's been missing a bunch of games lately. Sure has. Uh, we were talking about the Angels too. Like, I, I want them to to have a shot this year, but I don't think they do. They're not. They're like maybe the third best team in the West right so, now. So uh, again, it comes down to what do you actually think of the roster of the Angels? Yeah. I think they have a solid team. I don't think they're going to win the division with that team. But here's my here, and this is my thing. If Trout, if Trout, Rendon, uh, Walsh, and Otani are at their best, that's four guys in a row who are thirty home run guys. Yeah. Tell me the team who's got that in their lineup. Phillies. Phillies maybe, and that's because they got a small ass park. Sure. Also. But I mean, uh, the Mariners Blue put Jays. together a nice team. Mm, I don't think the Mariners necessarily have done enough to me that I look at them and go, they're definitely like their top end is better than the Angels' top end right now. Because again, I, yeah, I think I have higher, I have a higher regard for Syndergaard okay. than, than other people do. I think Syndergaard, you look at his numbers. He had the lat strain and then tore the the the. Uh, his elbow out, and we're think we're forgetting how good he is at his prime. Oh, um, at, yeah. At his prime, Noah Syndergaard's top five pitcher in the league. Sure. Like, but I, I just don't know what you're really gonna get. So I think I you're gonna I get can't. a guy who's close to a top five pitcher, and that's my point. It's like for twenty million dollars, they got a guy who's gonna come out and he's gonna shove and he's gonna have a low three ERA mm-hmm. and he's gonna strike out a whole bunch of guys, and that's gonna allow Otani to do his thing. Plus, now with the Otani rule, Otani's gonna be in the order a lot longer. Yeah. He's not going to be shuffled around. They're not going to have as many things. That team gets magically deep because, like we've talked about with Otani, with him being able to stay in your lineup as the DH and the pitcher, he changes the entirety of how you focus on that game. He's mm-hmm. so valuable. Yep. So, like, when, when he he's going to get more at-bats in games that he pitches. So he's not going to sure. have to come out. like He'll to, get at least two more at-bats a game probably. To, to me, to me – you you stack that up. I think he was having to carry the load too much last year because all three of the guys I just mentioned mm-hmm. missed substantial time throughout the course of the year, and it was pretty much Otani out there taking it by himself. You look at when Otani had some protection, he's a two eighty five batting average guy, not a two fifty something mm-hmm. batting yeah, average guy. Early in the guy. season, he was. He he's going to be better this year with the bat. Now mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to be as blisteringly good on the mound as he finished last season, but if he is. I'm sorry. I, I I think that that team it really rests on to me Rendon. 
Because if Rendon is the Rendon he was, mm-hmm. at one point in time, Rendon is arguably the best third baseman in the game. Sure. That's why he's got the contract he has. Yep. What was the season? Uh, Dietz, can you pull up his last season with uh, the Nationals and tell me what he was? Uh, that That's why for me, like, I, I, I don't – Mariners, to me, they've done some stuff. I don't think they've done enough that, like, a fully loaded Angels team, because we don't know. That Angels team last year that hovered around 500 was Otani by himself. Yep. You added Syndergaard, Mike Trout, and Rendon. That team might be dirty. Could be. Did you have the numbers? Rendon's last season with the Nationals, he had uh, 34 home runs, 126 RBIs, 319 batting average, 10-10 OPS. It's a great player. That great right, player. You're, you're talking that there's going to be Four dudes with close to a thousand OPS with the nine hundred OPS plus nine fifty, and then you put Syndergaard with Atani. I I do think that they need maybe a piece or two more, mm-hmm. but I I really they're gonna have to see how the the start of their season shapes up. But I could see a situation where the Angels start off hot. They start off call it twenty five and fifteen, mm-hmm. and the ownership and management go and get somebody. That's that's really for me is like it when I, when I think about all lessons. Yes, they have a great lineup. Otani's great pitcher. I don't know what to expect with Syndergaard. I do err on the side of he is a great pitcher and pass, so he could have a good season and be all healthy and all that. But they do, I feel like, need one more to really make that leap because yeah. as, as much as the Mariners may not may be comparable to the Angels, they just added Robbie Ray as an arm. They still have to go through the Astros. I think Robbie Ray is overrated. I think we're, we're maybe, we're, but he is we've at least had that coming off a Cy Young year. But but that's that was the anomaly year in his sure. entire career. Yep. And it's not like he's and we used R. A. Dickey as the example. He is not what R. A. Dickey was. He is a much worse player than R. A. Dickey was when R. A. Dickey was that was that guy. Mm-hmm. And unless he's going to magically go and learn the knuckleball that R. A. Dickey was using at that time, his stuff is fine. But you look at his underlying numbers. His FIP was not matching what his overall ERA ended up being, and that's why again I. I I think that they got a better pitcher than they maybe had, mm-hmm. but I don't think that we should be looking at it that they're walking in and they've got a dominant lights out guy who's another Cy Young award is in his, in his bag. Like, sure. Mm-hmm. I would say you honestly probably could compare him to Otani in terms of pitching numbers from like a level of him probably in, in all reality being at this level, a sure. three ERA guy. Sure. So wash there. And then it's like, what's the depth from, and, and that's where and I say then it's Syndergaard. Right, but but I don't. Well, my my thing is, Syndergaard's better than both of those guys as pitcher. Maybe no, Syndergaard's better saying. than both those guys. I want him to show me. That's that's hold, all I can say. Hold hold. You can up. show me his past numbers. I understand. Hold up. I'm just saying. Who's the last guy to come off of TJ? Like legitimately. Oh. Uh. Mm. Mm. I have a guy in my head. I don't remember. I'll have a I have a guy in my head. The the guy is, and again, he he Cinder, what Syndergaard did not do that he could have done, but at that point in time they were just like, hey, we're not in it, so we're not going to have him yeah. come back and pitch. He didn't make those like touch up starts at the end of the year that mm-hmm. add to it. Zach Wheeler oh, and yeah. Zach Wheeler's first full season coming off Tommy John, twenty nine starts, a three three ERA, went twelve and seven. From that point, he never had an ERA over four. Mm-hmm. Last two years with Philly, under three. He's constantly overlooked for size. Absolutely miss me with we think that Syndergaard 
who was better than Wheeler up until the injury is going to be much worse than what Wheeler was. I don't think no, I don't think he's going to be worse. I'm giving him in my head he's going to be a a 3-3 ERA. And yeah, that, and I, then it's like cool exceed that if you do. If not, that's still a good pickup for what they're paying. And I think you're going to look at Robbie Ray, and people are going to be upset when he's got like a four ERA. I'm sure that considering that his be. career ERA is a four after just having a two eight four ERA season, mm-hmm. could be. And I mean, he's and he's how old? Uh, how old, Robert? Thirty four. No, don't tell me that. He's thirty. Okay. So he's 30 years old, and he's a 4 ERA guy. Okay. We'll see. I, I think saying. I think the AL West is super interesting. Honestly, me, me and Josh were going through it last week. There's a lot of teams that have a lot of potential, and if they all the other chips fall in the right places, they could be a great team. Who who are you? Who are you guys? So again, like the elephant in the room always for the the West is Houston. Yep. Right. Like they're they're always there. Now they lost Correa. They did. Right? That's a big piece of the pie. Do we think they're going to drop off that much from everything? Not really. I, I, I have a hard time shaping that they're going to drop off that dramatically. Mm-hmm. And they were a great team last year. Um, the Mariners, to me, outperformed and outkicked their coverage by leaps and bounds last year. And I can't look at that as that's who they are. And the Athletics got worse. By a, by a, the, the uh, A's are easily the worst team in that division now. They, by by which a is fair sad, amount. Which by is a sad. fair amount. And so, like, I, I think the Angels just get better because of health. Then on top of that, you add Noah Syndergaard. I I, mm, I don't think the, the Mariners are better. And that's I why, no, that's why I, I and, look at them as comparable. got worse, so, like, it's going to be a three-headed monster. Yes. But I think it, the, the Mariners – what's the Mariners' next move? I would say if they are in contention, they need to add another arm. But, like, do you think they, like, after doing what they've now recently done, do we feel like they have any big triggers left for them to pull? Because I think a lot of what's happening with the Mariners relies on how Kalenic looks. Yeah, to, to some degree. I mean, they also, I mean, now that I think about it, they did also move on from Justin Dunn. Yes. For, for Winker and Suarez, which I think was a good trade, and I, th- I think it moves them closer to them be- to winning that division. But... Um, I do still I, – I agree. I think the, the three of them, Angels, Astros, and Mariners, are all relatively level playing field. And, and that's what I'm saying. I think they're all good teams. But I, don't, I don't think the Angels have done anything mm-hmm. recently. They haven't shot any shots. They haven't lost anything. Because in theory, they already have the pieces. So it's like it's just they need to stay healthy and do it. And that's my thing. Like, yeah. They could go and trade their top prospect for an arm. The Mariners have already moved a lot of the top prospects that they're willing to kind of deal around. They've, mm-hmm. they've, they've done going out, young guys like that, moving along. Like, they've already shot a shot. Houston Houston just got worse by losing maybe their best player. Mm-hmm. So, like, <clears throat> and the pitching staff is just going to erode and has to over time from just, like, not being what it was a couple of years ago. Well, they do to, also – They do, I mean, they are getting Justin Verlander back in – but in, Verlander can't yeah. continue to be – like, Verlander's right. 60, 65? <laughs> like, Ver, Verlander is yeah. – as far as pitchers go, like, Verlander is getting up there in mm-hmm. age. Absolutely. I, I know he can still ball. However, 
we can't continue to believe I, yeah, I'm not that Verlander's going to come out and be that guy. So my yeah. point is, is that you're you're steadily declining from your pitching staff. You your best potential overall player is gone, and he played quote unquote the more premium infield position. Right. I I just again I I, I don't know what that team looks like, but they know how to win. Yes. So because they know how to win, I think that helps them. Um, but again, super to me, it's super interesting that that division. Um, I'm a, the the biggest surprise move for me, sure. And the move, like the 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 thing that I felt like they finally did, and we've been talking on the show for a while about the Yankees. I actually think that people are underselling the Yankees. Okay. And I think people are underselling the Yankees by way too much. Who was, who was the big trade or the big signing the Yankees made this offseason? Um, well, they, the trade they made was for uh, – they moved Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela for Josh Donaldson and, and Isaiah Kiner-Faleva. So just as a, as a, as a one-for-one trade, the Yankees won that trade upside down and sideways. Separate from cash. Mm-hmm. They got the better third baseman. They got a guy who can actually play shortstop for them. Gold glove shortstop. And at an elite level. And they took away, and we've talked about being misaligned as a team. Mm-hmm. They took away a guy who needed more at-bats at DH and was never going to get them. So he was a trash catcher yep. consistently. Yep. And by doing that, you realigned the entire team. And you made everything Josh was better. clapping behind you. Right? Yeah. So, separate from that, what was actually the big trade <laughs> that the Yankees made this year? Uh, Who's their outfielder? Joe Gallo. Last year's trade deadline trade for Gallo. Like, we're going to forget that he's a good player? No. And, like, what he has? <laughs> and that's magically gone? Yep. So, like, yeah, did he underperform when he came over? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Underperformed wildly. Right? There's a massive transition entering into a pennant race and getting after it mm-hmm. in the middle of a season, right? So, to me, you look at all the things, I actually think they've improved. Now, the downside is their pitching staff is still an atrocity, and if I hear another Yankee fan tell me that Luis Severino is the truth and he's going to save us, guys, he's been looking to save you for five years now, and he's never going to save you because he's yep. not good. Yep. He's a reliever that you're asking to be a starter, so he breaks down. And his arm explodes, and he's done. Stop. You got one pitcher and a great lineup. They need something. I I, I do think it's funny hearing Yankees fans, though, complaining about not signing people. Yeah. Because um, I, I think that the rental of Donaldson is a benefit because you're not going to pay him for a long term. And they're also – they have to save money for when they do the judge deal, if they're yep. going to do the judge deal. So, like, you couldn't get Correa for three years. And you couldn't go and put the money that Trevor Story got for $21 million a year to just be a bet. Yep. Right? Because I think they got better at shortstop with, with, with where they're at now, defensively. And what's going to happen? You put a guy in Yankee Stadium, what happens? He doubles his home runs. Absolutely. So, so I think he had eight home runs or something last year, six home runs, eight home runs. Held to be a double-digit home run shortstop with a gold glove yeah, like ability, and I think the there there was a two ways of thinking about it. people wanted either go get the the shiny shortstop or subscribe to maybe your way of thinking of wait on or get get the band aid until our prospect who supposedly is the next Derek Jeter and to if come he's up. a stud 
right? Yep. You have a guy on your team already who defensively can move to the bench yep. and be an elite guy for you to spell him when he goes to the slumps and he goes to the things. Hey, we got a guy to be there for you. Mm-hmm. Cool. Relax. I, I actually think from a team-building standpoint, the Yankees did a phenomenal job. It's what I've been asking for them to do. I think so, too. The only thing I, they could do that would make me feel even better is trade Aaron Judge for an arm. <laughs> but I know they won't do it. No. Because they're not the Atlanta Braves who are actually trying to win. Mic drop. Would they use, would they use Joey Gallo as a trade piece? So I, I, I would tell you that. Because this is his last year as a contract as well, <clears throat> I believe. But Gallo is all of the same things with a worse bat. He's not going to cost you what Judge is going to ask for. Mm-hmm. And because of that, when you're looking at organi- oh, so saying, like team mm, building, yeah, you have to look at it from that team building standpoint also. Putting the money into Gallo, let's say Gallo makes the Trevor Story amount, right? Mm-hmm. That's a $20 million outfielder who is great defensively, great arm, going to hit big home runs, and we hope his batting average improves because he's in Yankee Stadium and he's in the AL, AL East consistently. Right. Um, that that guy fits the mold. Judge is a phenom player. He is a, a, an amazing player. But he also most likely has to take more bets at DH consistently. And his outfield is not going to be as much of a plus for him all the time. So going to a team where he can DH more and play 100 games in the outfield and play 60 games at DH... Mm-hmm. And give himself more like rest on his legs. Never have to play more than two games in a row in the outfield. Like you can't do it with both him and Stanton. Stanton's still there for a minute. I would keep Gallo, and I would get a massive package pulled in for a Judge. And, and I know that that sounds crazy. And Listen, it, sounds it sounded nuts, crazy that the Braves wouldn't sign Freeman. Facts. So, anything is possible. Unfortunately, it is a business, and people got to understand that. Um, but yes, looking at their rotation, it's quite the fall off after Garrett Cole. As much as Jordan Montgomery and Luis Severino are fine, they're not going to win you. How are you guys? <laughs> like, guys, how do how like do you think they can compete with 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 the Blue Jays? Sure, yeah, but the Blue Jays, especially like listen, before this offseason started, we were like, yo, the Blue Jays are just. Oh, last year I said nobody wanted to see Blue Jays in the playoffs. And then they would have they would have been in the World Series after this offseason. My goodness. Nuts. They added Gosman. They re-signed Berrios. They added Matt Chapman. So to your previous didn't, they, didn't who who else they signed? They added um they signed a lefty pitcher from the from the Mariners actually whose name I always forget. Um I don't te- want I don't want like like yeah, like and then Trevor Story signed with Boston. Trevor Story signed with Boston. Right? Yep. Like, yep. The, that's the bigger problem that the Yankees have. The Rays are also always going to be the Rays, always a solid team. The, the biggest problem that the, the Yankees have is the Blue Jays exist and so does Boston. Yeah. And that's more the, the issue. It's less that I think they're not doing a good job, but that's also why I would I would trade Judge. It's just right now you're you're not hitting your window. You're talking about you think your shortstop might be – an all-time great guy. Like, there's a lot of things. Two to three years from now. <laughs> so so you're missing time windows, right? Yep. You're talking yep. about an older Aaron Judge. You're talking about all this stuff. Like, that that team is 
is not ready for the moment. And you look at the the Blue Jays. Springer only played half the year. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he was hurt the first half. Like, this team is better than they were last year. Mm-hmm. By a lot. Like, do we – like, Chapman is a, is a really nice player. Mm-hmm. Lower batting average guy. So, like, I'll say it's roughly a wash for him, right, this second, in their infields. In but, term, like, like comparing him against other teams? No, because who'd they lose at uh, second base? Or Sim- did they <coughs> Simeon. Did they keep him? Or they did, lost, no, they he lost He went him. to the Rangers. Right, so I'm saying his bat went away. Chapman is... Fine, so yeah, try right? wash. So, like, the, you, you wash there, like... But Springer is the bigger deal to me, is that he only played half the year. Mm-hmm. Berrios was a trade deadline guy; he's there all year. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. That to me, that team is they learned how to win at the end of the year. They learned how to get after it at the mm-hmm. end of the year. They were right there on the cusp of being in the playoffs. The 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 Yankees' biggest problem is the rest of the division got way better. Yes, and they've been cash strapped by being misaligned. I think they took a step forward towards that, but I think the ultimate moves for them, mm-hmm. people would lose their mind over if I said. But like, I would trade both Cole and Judge. Well, one of those definitely isn't going to happen because I don't think anyone's going to pick up Cole's contract. I think you're crazy. I think somebody would pick up Cole's contract. I don't know, but I can we also talk about the Yankees being a poverty franchise now? <laughs> Because we've all had this conversation. Hey, hey listen, they, they're the third highest spender this year. So they're the third highest spender. But what people are, what, what we've all talked about and what we've all discussed is way back in the day, the Steinbrenner family had a lot more money comparable to other people in the league. Mm-hmm. However, the other part of it is, is that it was George who had all the money, right? It wasn't the, the H brothers, mm-hmm. right? And Hal's now running the team. I think Hal's individualized net worth is like a billion dollars. Now, I know that this sounds crazy to say he's only worth a billion dollars. But hold my beer for a second. The owner of the Toronto Blue Jays' net worth is $5.6 billion. So the Blue Jays are, their ownership group is at least twice as rich as the Yankees. And if we're going one-to-one, the guy in full operational control versus the guy, it is five times more money, mm-hmm. right? How? What's the net worth of the, the Red Sox ownership group? A lot of money. Well, so, and the, like, you hear, you hear me what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Yankees are now just not able to <sighs> compete financially. And Yankees fans don't mm. want to hear that because no. they think that the 90s was what it always was. Uh, $9.81 billion. $9.81 billion. So we're talking now that if if we're going with the total of a Steinbrenner family net worth, Boston is roughly four times more. If we're going just based off of the guy in operational control, they're nine times more. They're, the Yankees are just in their own division. And in most of baseball now, if you look at the high-high spenders, they're just not those guys. Yeah. And uh, maybe we're going to be seeing an ownership exchange in the not-too-distant future. I don't know, but they definitely have to be, or they're at least running the team as if they need to be more economical. The number may say different, but you, I, I don't look at that team and think you definitely spent as much as the Dodgers are. You know what I mean? Because what, what would make you think that uh, 
Cohen is willing to just spend away. There's one move that he could do right now that they're trying to see if they want to do. Mm. And it's an internal move that they could do. I don't know. Buy out Robbie Cano. Oh, yes, that's right. That's he right. could they buy out Robbie for $40 million. Let Robbie walk into the sunset with it. Mm-hmm. Right? Take your money. Take your ball. Go home. Right? Now, he hasn't done it yet because I think they're like, hey, we don't know if Robbie can hit like Robbie. Right? And if Robbie can hit like Robbie has hit, there is no world where we should let Robbie Cano go. And we also have a DH now, so he could be healthy all season. Correct. Even though I, I think that Dom Smith is feeling spry and energetic. He and, is feeling spry. And and he might be the, the full-time DH. But, um, Which yeah. I, I love that for Dom if it is the case. A thousand percent. I, Mets currently have too many bats. Uh, they need to consolidate. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, he, he, could, he could have Robbie walk tomorrow. And that's power of the dollar that I think the Yankees don't exercise anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? And I haven't seen too many teams do it recently. That, to me, is the bigger sign of do you have money to spend? Right. Is, hey, we're on the precipice of paying a whole bunch of luxury tax. We're just going to buy out this guy's $20 million. And by buying him out and not playing him, I actually save $5 million. I'm going to do that. Clip him. Mm-hmm. Well, you had to pay him for both years. Yeah, but you know what? By getting him off our actual salary, I've lowered the number. I don't care if I pay him $40 million up front. Yeah. What's that What's that to me? He's taking up a roster spot at the end of the day. Taking up a roster spot. Um, the the Yankees could do that, right? They, they could buy out bad contracts. They, could, they haven't done it in years. Mm-hmm. And, and the guy who showed me that the Yankees are not in that, that boat anymore was, what's his name, the outfielder who got hurt. He was Boston. Ellsbury? Yeah, Jacoby. <laughs> Jacoby. Jacoby sat there. I think he got paid $8 billion to throw a ball yes. one time. Yep. So. To play in all of one game. My Lanta. Yeah. My Lanta. Definitely. Well, you had to pop over to the National League, too. I know the, the, AL, the AL Central is fine. I still think the White Sox are still going to probably run that. Um, White Sox are a good program right now. Yeah. Uh, Correa going to the Twins was odd. You know who else was odd? Who was the signing that went to uh, Chris Bryant? Chris Bryant to 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 the Rockies. Yeah. Yep. Chris Bryant. What what, what in the Sam heck? Mm-hmm. Didn't y'all just let your superstar third baseman leave not too long ago? For well, the for Chris the Bryant's same not playing third base. He's playing left field. He's for them. exclusively. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, that's right. That is a thing. Okay. But like. But also, it, it's the same contract roughly as Arenado. Which is just like absolutely like what mind boggling on both sides. Uh, I don't know. From his perspective, uh, th- after analyzing it a little bit, he is a Boris guy, so okay. he just went, you know, got his bag, whatever, cool. But I thought for like the at least in theory the caliber caliber player that he is, I was hoping he would go to a contender of some kind. Why? Because I like to see good players play in big games. He's got a ring already. He's got a ring already. Sure. That's what get, I'm saying. I, I understand from his perspective, like, why he went and got his bag and fine. But, I don't know. For me, I wanted to see him on a good team. That's, that's going to be. The, the super challenge is this isn't the NFL. Sure. That's fine. The NFL, all the great players consolidate on good teams. Yep. And then if you're a bad team, you have to pay Christian Kirk $20 million to come play receiver. And then trade Lavishka Chenault to the Chiefs. And then is that what happened today? It's rumored to be happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I, I love that. I love that. 
Yeah. I love but, that. But the that move was interesting. Uh, more yeah, more from the Rockies perspective because it's like you're you're what putting you a lot doing? of money where you need to put yeah. it out elsewhere. Yeah. But fine. That seems Do like a thing. weird that was a weird flex, but yes. okay. Yep. Yep. Right? Like weird flex, but okay. Yeah. Uh the NL East is gonna be fun. Oh bloodbath. Yep. An Just absolute like, bloodbath. Like they're they're we obviously have a bias here on the show mm. uh, for the Mets, but but it's not just us. The Mets are the most bet on World Series team. Yeah, but that's also because more people live in New York than live anywhere else. Fine. So like you you you. Okay, you so gotta, separately from that, it's also legal in New York. You got to take that. You got to hit, true, me. True, you gotta true, hit true. me where you hit me. Fine. Um, so I don't want to hear about that noise. But uh, we're what the third highest World Series odds, which is not I what get, we control. I, so that is not that is not <laughs> what betting is about. They're third the fourth. Highest, Fourth, okay, and so. that's and the odds are, are are shaping fine. Their top five team, yep. sure, but where are the Braves and where are the Phillies in that relationship? Uh, the Braves are actually tied with the Mets. They're both plus a thousand. The Phillies are plus twenty five hundred. So Phillies are down a a, a a full a full point. They're down a full, per which play. I think is too much. Honestly, I think the Phillies have a very good baseball team now. I think the Phillies are going to hit a lot of home runs. They are going to hit a lot of home runs. I don't necessarily know if they're a good baseball team. They have good pitchers, and they have good hitters. They have they have a Cy Young caliber and Zach Wheeler. So so hit me hit me with this, and this is the the conversation that we always mm-hmm. have, right? How order just in their own division? Where does their number one pitcher sit? third <laughs> so if their number one pitcher is sitting third he's not a cy young cal uh, like oh no he'll come in third in the voting to the two other guys on our team so so but like yeah so you think where does their number two guy sit fourth or fifth their one two is pretty solid aaron nola's been a cy young caliber guy sure still not there so what about what about the the braves Brave starting arms are. Mm. Max Freed, Charlie Morton. So you're talking about probably five, six there? Okay. Yeah. I'd actually probably put Freed above Aaron Nola. That's my point. Yeah. All right. So now you're looking in a situation where they're they're not in contention in their own division for the best pitching staff. Mm-hmm. And they're arguably neck and neck with one of the other teams, even on a good on, on the best days. Then we start going through lineup. There are a couple monsters in the lineup, but those monsters are a different kind of monster to me. Yeah, I think Bryce Harper is wildly overrated. I've made this declaration a number of times. That does not mean I do not think Bryce Harper is good. Right? I know he is good. Mm-hmm. My problem is he also is very up-down. He typically has followed great years with bad years. He's yeah. also had multi-year slumps. <coughs> the catcher. Um, JT Ramuto. He was this God's gift to the world when he was getting ready to sign. Mm-hmm. He hasn't contributed to winning. Yeah. Right? Like... It no matter where he's been, it's not like that team's been great. 
He's never been a catalyst that's been like, hey, I am lifting the organization up and we're, we're substantially mm-hmm. better for who I am. Secondarily, catchers tend to fade faster, right? Last year, he wasn't who he's been. Do you have his numbers? I do. Go for it, Dietz. Uh, so last year, Real Muto was a two sixty three batting average, 17 home runs, 73 RBIs, 782 OPS, which was his lowest OPS since uh, 2016. Okay. Right? And then Harper so, had whatever his – he kind of had an almost MVP year. Yeah, and he won, didn't win the MVP? I thought he won MVP. Yeah. He won MVP, even better. Um, <laughs> It's been a while. <laughs> uh, wait a second. There's I was like, yeah, of, that sounded right. A lot of stats and things to go yeah, We're yeah, a yeah. professional podcast. We're from, I know, I know. We're, we're top, top 10 podcast, Canada. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, like, when, when, you, when you look at that, to me, like, the last season is an outlier, not for Real Muto, because that's where I think he's actually trending. Last season's the best season of Harper's career since 2015. So he just had he his, won MVP that year. Uh, in 2015, yeah, I believe he, he did, won right? MVP okay. that year. Um, so you're now looking at him, and you're starting to kind of stack some of this stuff together. Mm-hmm. And what are the chances that he follows up that year when last year was a thousand uh, was a hundred OPS points higher? than any of the previous three seasons before it. What are the chances? I don't I don't know, but I think the with the other You addition, do know? Sure. They're not He's not going to be the guy he was last no, year. Maybe not, but I do think that with the additions they made, he doesn't have to be. My thing though is is that how good was that team last year? They came in second. Right. But it, but it was like because the Mets fell off. <laughs> it was more the Mets falling off that helped yeah. everybody in the division more than it was any of them playing so well that it was. And then the Braves won the World Series. Yep. So the division is hard, right? Games in the division are hard, period, end of sentence. I get it. I am of the mind that I, I, I can understand why the Phillies are a little dropped down from both of those other teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atlanta had magic in a bottle. I don't think that they're going to necessarily have that. Especially because the heart and soul that has always carried them has has been the guy they just let walk. Yeah, I mean they. To be fair, they are getting Acuna back. They are. So uh, that's a million percent. That and them. Acuna was their best player. Yep. And I get that. I really do. More to me though is where's Jock at? Is Jock resigned? Jock's with the Giants now. So big acquisition that helped you guys a lot through the postseason. Gone. We talk they about lost Jorge Soler also. We talk about clutch hitting. We talk mm-hmm. about all the things that make things happen. The only team that got better in the division was the Mets. Everybody else either held par to me or made a move that made them better but not substantially changed no, the outlook you, for them. You that. can't say that the Phillies didn't get better. They added Castellanos and uh, Schwarber to that lineup. That's, that's two all-star bats. That's, that's really good. Yeah, but so so to me, Schwarber, it goes to the same thing. Like, Schwarber is going to be only a DH for them. Probably. I mean, they have him listed right? as their left fielder here. So then, my my question is, how did they get? Where did they lose some? Like, you know, him and Castellanos of, can flip flop in DH. Who's out of the lineup from previous? To 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 is McCutcheon? Didi still there? Didi is still in shortstop. Yes, I think McCutcheon was their left fielder last year. And I'm and I'm and I'm pulling up because Castell- uh, Castellanos became like this cultural sensation. Right, and it's a deep drive to left. <laughs> but we're talking again that Cassianos is a career two seventy eight batting average guy. 
who just popped off a 309 batting average season. Right. Right. Last year was by far the best year of his entire career. He hadn't had 500 plus at bats since 2018. And again, we're now pulling this guy in and saying, oh, wow, we, he, he is this or that. Schwarber, Schwarber's monster bat. But let, let's, let's be real. How many home runs did Schwarber hit the last, like, three weeks of the season? Didn't he hit, like, 14 home runs in, like, mm-hmm. a two-week window? He also he, got hurt. No, I, I, I get it. Yeah, so in all reality, they, they replaced Andrew McCutcheon or some random player, like just a fringe guy, with Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos. And Schwarber, Schwarber hit 25 home runs in only 72 games with Washington. Yep. He was absolutely mashing. And then hit seven in 40 games with Boston. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely dropping nukes all over the place. But when he got traded from Washington to Boston, he got a 291 batting average, right? His OPS went up. All his stuff went up. We talk about the offense that happens in the AL East. What's that bump? Like he's Yeah, in Phillies, he's going to get that, but then he's going to go and try to scoop those shots, and he's going to be in City Field. He's going to be in Marlins Park, and that's going to be an easy fly ball. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I think the Phillies are building the Yankees, and that's not a bad thing, but... I don't know if that's good enough to win that division. I the way I the way I look at those three top teams, I would definitely say just based on our conversation about their pitching staff and what their their lineups look at, I think they're all relatively comparable. Um which is good. It's going to be really good competition. It'll be interesting to see how they who pushes forward. I think the Phillies have the potential to have the best lineup, honestly, just from the amount of pop they have, but they also could be very boom or bust, and they've shown that in the past. So I don't know, but I think um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drink the Kool Aid too much with the Mets, but I think they have a very nice, well-rounded lineup. Um, I expect a lot more, honestly, from Lindor this year. I think the he's, beginning... he's he's been swinging pretty well right now. But listen, he swung well last. Yes, the end of last season was who I expected him to be. Spring training, he hit well. Last year? Yeah. Okay. I and mean, then spring he came training... out and he slumped horribly. Yes, and and I, and I don't foresee that happening this year. Um, I agree. I think he's prepared for what this whole thing is like. Yes, I like the additions we've made. I'm. I'm excited with the way the team looks, um, but again, I'm not going to drink all the Kool-Aid. I think everyone's very neck and neck. I actually do think the Braves' more impactful additions were in their bullpen. They've loaded up some good arms there, um, and I think that plays a big role down the stretch with big games. So they have to be in them for it to matter, but I do think they will be there in some capacity um, because now they know how to win. They have a lot of good veteran players. I I just don't – we're we're underselling that Escobar is the Mets third baseman now, and he was All Star last year. He's that's what I'm saying. He's a good player. I'm, not, I'm I'm just again go go go. You go line by line for me with the Mets lineup. Are you happier hey, with him than JD Davis? Because you've yes. campaigned for him a lot. JD to me, the biggest thing that he doesn't provide is even MLB quality third base play. Yes, which Escobar does. Escobar for sure. at least has MLB quality at, like third base play. Yep. Their bats are probably comparable. That's why I think J.D. Davis is ripe for 
a DH trade, especially with so many National League teams. Apparently, now having, the Angels inquired about him. I love it. But they, they uh, I think they signed an arm, a reliever or something instead. Which I don't understand. Um, I don't know how those two connect. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. like, and then at the same time, like, Jeff McNeil, like, did they fix the whatever that relationship was? They have publicly said yes. I okay. don't know how real that is, okay. but publicly it has been acknowledged and they've moved on. Okay, so they said, yeah, we were sure. like McNeil was going through some shit and he's mm-hmm. out of it. Yep. If that's the truth, that McNeil is back to being McNeil, the Mets have the best line of baseball. I want McNeil to go back to being the contact hitter that he was and not the I want to hit home runs guy. That's I, all I want. I'll say right now, the Mets have the the best one-two punch. In all of baseball, by far, I, I at the time. I'm not talking one-two punch. I'm talking for leadoff hitter, number two hitter. Okay, first and second. The Mets are the best. You're gonna have Marte lead off, right? Sure. Or are you gonna have Nimmo lead off? To me, I'm Nimmo's leading off for me. Yeah, I like because him as a Nimmo has a higher on-base percentage. I like him as a leadoff. And then separate from that, what I always have we've all talked about from that is I would rather a guy who's got a high on-base percentage, but he carries it mostly from a high batting average, which is Starling Marte, mm-hmm. who last year between two different like teams batted over three hundred. So he then goes in the two hole, and he has speed. So no matter who's on, you have wheels, mm-hmm. and you're not going to block Marte. By having Nimmo on the base pass. He's not that slow, right? No, 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 absolutely They're not. comparable speed. Maybe Nimmo's a little slower, but... But he, he steals bags, too. He's a good player. Then you're going to have Lindor. You, on the bases, you're now in trouble. Yep. And then if any of those people are on, you have to throw fastballs to Pete Alonso. Then the lineup gets interesting. you got, like, four dudes who have hit 30 home runs below that. Mm-hmm. You got Jeff be... McNeil, who's batted over 320, like three out of the last four years. Yeah, where are they going to put him? Uh, six, seven? Six or seven. But then it's like you got Dom, Cause Eduardo. Because who's, I, I, who's Canna. to mix up to mix up uh, Pete and whoever's behind Pete, you're probably going to have Dom bat behind Pete. So you're thinking Nimmo, Marte. I'm going Nimmo, Marte, Lindor, Pete Alonzo. Then I'm going with uh, Dom Smith. Okay. Then I'm going with Escobar. Then I'm going McNeil. Then I'm going. Uh, That's seven. Then I'm going. You need a you need a catcher and. Then I'm going Connor. Then I'm going McCann. Sure. And then Robbie Cano comes off the bench. And, and and that's that's also to me why like I I personally think like they should move on from Robbie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what they could do. The the Mariners are still paying part of that money. He's they're paying seven million dollars this year for Robbie. Yep. Um. So like, I I I would get rid of Robbie. I'd pay the balance. I'd take the cat and or I'd trade Robbie and I'd pick up even more of the money. Oh, I don't know who the heck would pick up Robbie. Well, at this point in time, if Robbie can hit, the biggest could issue, be like a trade the biggest issue that bad. the Mets face is is Robbie can know right this second, right this second, a better hitter than McNeil. I don't think so. And then I have a hard time saying, do we think right now that Robbie Cano is going to be a better hitter than J.D. Davis, even as his DH? Exclusively. Yeah, I can't I can't say for sure. I'd probably err more towards J D. and JD's yeah. been mashing for the last three years. Yep. Like he's a mid eight hundred OPS guy. Mm-hmm. So like 
But that doesn't mean that 800, 820 OPS Robbie, who can also play a little bit of shortstop, maybe occasionally first base for a right team. Like, if we're going to pick up money too, mm-hmm. we're going to send the $7 million that the Mariners are sending us. We're going to send $7 million of our own money. You guys got to pick up $6 million bucks to pay Robbie? Yeah. To come bat 280 and hit 20 home runs for you? It's not a bad idea. So I don't I don't know. I think the Mets have options. I think they're going to do something, but right now I think they're going to let it fly because they don't know who's going to get hurt. Yeah. You never know who gets hurt. Yeah. Right now don't trade anything. That's don't. why that's why I don't mind the the Mets more often than not have had lack of depth. So I'm down yeah. to just Yeah, have the fact all that the Pilar and Villar were the guys who were playing for us all the time last year. And now it's like facts. We went through like fifty people in the first half of the season. Now, now it's like our backup is Robinson Cano and JD Davis. Yeah, it's not, it's like not that's bad. who's coming off the bench to swing a bat. Like, not, not a bad situation to be in. Yeah, yeah. So out of all the rules that changed, so we, we haven't really gotten to talk about that together. That's fine. Out of all the rules, what's your favorite one that got instituted in the new CBA? Uh, mm. Mm. I would say pro. I mean. Probably the D, uh, universal DH. The universal DH, I, th- I, I would say that that to me is definitely a. It had to happen. Yes. Now, granted, I loved watching Jacob Degrom hit because he was very good at it. But other than Jacob Degrom and Shohei Otani, pitchers aren't fun to watch hit. So and, and Mad- Madison Bumgarner. And Madison Bumgarner, sure. Uh, Bless you. I have to Thank imagine you. that he still will get uh, Madison Bumgarner still get a pinch hit here and there, just because. He is who he is. Um, but that's probably my best. Um, I do think it's amazing that they actually had to add the Otani rule. Uh, I think I think it needed it to ma- make it sense. Makes, it makes total sense. Because, um, but it's obviously never been a question before. Well, well so he, the, the craziest thing to me is, like, what become the implications of this? Mm. Right? Right. It's because how, how we ta- we've talked on this show that Otani existing – is going to change how teams look at players moving forward. Yes. Well, that that was the idea with that rule is that they want to encourage more two-way. And now you're going to see more two-way guys. So, like, fam- so. famously, right, the the Mets, uh, you might remember the player, uh, Ike Davis. Yep. Ike Davis was the closer for his for uh, Arizona or Arizona State. I, th- I forget which one he went to. But he was the closer there. He was a lefty throwing 90-92, somewhere in that mix. He came in one time because the Mets had burned through relievers and a whole bunch of stuff. Pitched great. Could you imagine that you start having guys like that? Mm-hmm. Especially first baseman, Because a guy's not really chucking his arm all the time being over at first base. Like, hey, we need – like, this guy can also pitch. Like, mm-hmm. he, he can do this. He, we can keep his bat in the lineup. He's a good first baseman. We're going to have him come in, do this. We don't have to ch- – it just changes so much of the strategy. Because now double switches, different things like why are you moving yeah. a guy? Like where am I going to move my DH to first base? Right, right. Because he was my DH and my pitcher, well, but now <laughs> I don't have to take him out because I took him out. I I took him out as a pitcher, so I also now had to take him away from the other. No, now I don't. Maybe that's the move. They start either one way or another taking your uh, a decent reliever that's athletic, teach them how to play first base so not to use their arm that much. Well, I, I'm even more saying is that you look at guys who are in the infield who have cannon arms who stop pitching because they hit enough and they do enough, mm-hmm. but like they're not a starter, but could they be a reliever? So now do you in the minor leagues start looking at your, your guys who've got hoses? Like, hey, our first baseman throws 93. 
Well, I think, I mean, that's always a, a conversation that I know a lot of people deal with. Like, Jacob DeGrom was one of them. He was a shortstop through 97 across the diamond. They're like, hey, we're going to put you on the mound. Uh, <laughs> friend friend of just us in life, Nick yeah. Girardi. Yep. Right? You exactly. want to talk about Nick Girardi throwing 97 miles an hour as a lefty playing the outfield, and all of a sudden they see him crow hop from the outfield, a 101-mile-an-hour throw, and he hummed it like 340 feet all the way to the catcher on the fly on a, on a rope. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you are no longer an outfielder, sir. And he transferred schools just so he could hit. And then he won his league's MVP award as the best header. Like, that Ohtani guy, that he was Shohei Otani before Shohei Otani. Yep. Um, if, uh, if, if that kind of player had been able to, if the culture was there for that, mm-hmm. he would have been drafted way higher because you wouldn't have said, well, you got to choose one. Well, oh, you're a reliever. We're going to spend one or two days a week where we just have you work with the pitching coach just to refine your, your stuff. Yeah, just you, you throw only every day anyway. You need two pitches to be a reliever now. That's you it. know? Yeah. And if you, you're throwing 97 from the outfield, cool. Now guess what? A guy who bats 255 with some pop and some stuff, he stays because not only is he playing part-time as an outfielder, he's also a reliever. It's economical so, for the team. Uh, it opens up another spot. opens up so many other opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um. How do you price those guys? Otani will teach us. He he certainly will. But Otani is also just different. I, I I don't think you'll see a starter as a two way for a little bit. I think the reliever is more the. I think the reliever is the way that makes them makes the sure. more sense that you'll get um, it soon. Yes, definitely. I mean, it could probably happen right now. If mm-hmm. I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, my my favorite of all of the things that happen mm-hmm. uh, is most likely the things that were instituted for. Uh, limiting service time manipulation. Yeah, that's big. Uh, so the the rule is a full service year will be awarded to a player who finishes in the top two for their league's rookie of the year voting. So like again, let's let's go, you know, Adley Rushman, who did not get pulled up last year, hopefully does this year and starts the season Please where God. um if he had gotten brought up last year after the, the deadline, but then finishes as the rookie of the year the service time manipulation immediately disappears. I right. love that because the reality is, is that that means that four or five guys have an argument all the time for getting a full year of service time Yep. if they were manipulated. But the second thing that they did to try to even push that further is um, teams are going to get draft picks uh, if they have players on opening day who finish as a top vote getter. So that now gives the team like, hey, we know we have a rookie of the year award winner. Like – we have Bobby Witt Jr. Bobby starts right away. Mm-hmm. That increases his case. We pick up extra draft picks. Yep. Same thing with Adley. Which actually doesn't mean that you pick up more picks. It means you pick up more more draft pool. Right, for the That's lottery. the bigger piece. Yeah. Because if I pick up another, let's say that they gave away, a, it was a fifth round pick. I just got an extra $250,000. Mm-hmm. I can overdraft a player, player in the first round. I can give him an extra 250K, and then I can give that guy 500K, right? I've now added to how much my pool allotments are. Mm-hmm. So if you bring up young players, cool. Who else benefits from that? Teams like the Orioles. Yep. You're Hey, it makes sense for us to bring our guys up, get all these things. We'll get more draft picks, and that'll lead to us being able to foster more guys, and then we'll trade them and we'll make cash. Mm-hmm. No, it makes perfect sense. I, I'm, I'm so, glad they did that. Those are, those are, that was my favorite thing. Uh, are you excited about the 12-team uh, postseason? 
I'm torn. Okay. I know a lot of the whole process was about that. I know. I am excited from the stance that Blue Jays would have made it last year. Mm -hmm. And I think that winning a division in general, when you only, when you, when you have only a few was already making it that we were, we were saying a great division like the AL East. It was so hard to win it. And then we're going to punish another team and we could have a division winner from a completely different division be worse than all of the teams from one whole division. Yep. So by having more quote unquote wild card teams, uh, to me, it opens up the competitive balance. It makes it that if you are in a great division, it no longer matters. Perfect example is the NFL. The AFC West could have four teams out of four teams make this upcoming year's postseason. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have to just win the division because there's three wild cards. Right. And those three wild cards could all come from that one division. And that should happen if those teams are that good. If they beat everybody but each other and they beat up on each other, but they're killing the rest of the league, they should be in the postseason. And there it's a roll of the dice of who gets to go. So I'm happy that you're going to have your division winners and then you're going to have the very best teams make it. Yeah. Uh, and more of the very best teams making it is good. Now, the, the alternative is we're going to have a year where a team with like a 500 or sub-500 record makes it, a la we had the— We uh, had the Mariners with that. Yeah, well, we're going to have it much more consistently. Yes. You have you had a year where uh, the— um, I think it was the Seahawks finished 7-9 and nine and they made the playoffs. Well, the Redskins— or, uh, I guess the Washington football team. No nope. commanders. commanders. No, at the Third time they were the Washington yeah. football team. Oh, that's I right. was that was two years ago. Yeah, they were yeah. they were seven seven and and nine. Yeah, and they won their division. Mm-hmm. Um, like mm-hmm. you're gonna have stuff like that when you allow more teams in. Yes, we will get that. But I also do think that more more teams in a tough division will keep their guys because there's no reason to dump because you're not gonna make it right. Like hey, we actually have a line to it. Mm-hmm. And that will keep good players on teams, and it won't create the the movement as much. Guys yeah. will pay guys. Guys will stay in. So right. I like it from that stance. What I hate, and I know won't change, there does not need to be 162 games. The reason why baseball always had only four teams make it, and at one point in time there were no wild cards, um, but the reason why there four made sense is we just paid, played 162 games, and everybody's played each other, mm-hmm. and everybody in a division has played each other, oodles of times. We know who's good and who's not as good. The regular season matters. The postseason is the celebration of surviving the marathon. Right now, what's the point? I don't have to turn up until May, June. I, I, I'm the sixth best team. Cool, I'm in. But my team's healthier. We we, we, we came on late. Mm-hmm. We beat everybody's ass. We make a big trade at the trade deadline. Like, I didn't need to be good from head to tail. Yeah. I can pick and choose. Then why are you having so many games? 
That's and they a, won't do it because that would take money away. No, absolutely. But, th- I mean, that's also why, as much as it was going to cut money, people were, weren't going to be shocked if they cut the April part of the season because yeah, nobody really cared about it for whatever, the weather or, you know, not getting people up, whatever the case is. It didn't matter because it's so far from the end. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't disagree with you. I think it would having less games would be better in terms of health the quality of play, all that stuff, people be more excited about games on a game-to-game basis. Spring training would actually be all spring and not part of winter. Yep. Give players more time to rest. Start spring training a month later. Oh, my gosh. Longer careers. Yep. Less wear and tear. More development. A better product on the field. Like, I could go on and on and on and on. Yes, you could. But the challenge is is that the owners don't want that because they'd make less money. The players don't want that because then the owners would ask to pay them less. Mm-hmm. So everybody will just agree to continue to do something that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. You look at the NBA, eight teams, right? More than half the league makes the playoffs. Right. Don't they have the play-in now? Well, now it's well more than half. 67% have a shot at the playoffs up until the day they begin, right? But truly eight teams are in the quote-unquote playoffs. Right. The teams who were in the play-in tournament even before that, they don't even count as being in. But regardless, 16 teams make it. There's 30 teams. So more than half the league makes it. So why do they play 80? Well, but NBA could play more games, right? Sure. Like they, they, these guys, it's physical, but you're not taking collisions into each other, right? Like there's rotations. Other guys are playing minutes in the game. You can manage minutes here and there. You can give a rest day here and there. And you can get guys to play more games. I just don't think that's the answer. For them, right, mm-hmm. having the amount of games that they have with this, with how records end up being, you almost always have guys who are the seven, six, seven, eight seed who are around 500. Right. Right? Just it's how the league works, especially mm-hmm. when you have more than half the league make it. Anybody who is at the bottom would either be on the cusp of 500 or below – because that's how records work, right? Yep. You, you can't have more wins. Um, but then the playoffs matter. One faces eight. You should knock them out. You should beat them. Mm-hmm. But you might not, right? And that makes that fun. The NFL, seven teams make it still less than, uh, for per side, 14 teams total. That's still well off from being at half. But they only play 17 games. Every game matters for that seeding. Yep. And you saw it this past year. Buffalo Bills didn't get home field advantage. It's the biggest reason why they're not in the Super Bowl. And and you're you're talking that you could have teams win 13 games and not have a, a bye, right? Meanwhile, you'll have that in every other league, mm-hmm. right? Or in baseball. Top two are going to get buys, right? Yep. Um, so I really am torn. On that whole idea, what what's your your thoughts on it? Um, I, I think I had a lot of the same. Uh, I do think it's going to be. I do think the fact that it's just kind of extending more. I think the way they're formatting is you get it's a three game wild card now, also, um, which I think is cool. I know the one and done it has a lot of pressure and is it is a cool game, but I also like that the teams can kind of play it out a little bit more. Um, kind of forces you to like show the rest of your depth beyond getting your ones against each other and whatever happens happens um but i, I think it'll be exciting I, th- I i like more playoff baseball in general but the the negatives that you were just talking about they're there 
Yeah. But um, no, I think it'll still be good. It, it'll be, especially that they're implementing it this year, where kind of it'll add to the the playoff atmosphere from all this negativity we had mm-hmm. in the preseason. Um, but I think I think it'll be good. And it, and like you said, it, it it offers teams that were on the cusp that you were like excited about at the end of the season to have that opportunity to get in. Because um, who would have made it? Who would have made it in the NL? Deets. Oh, I know it would have been Mariners, Blue Jays, and the AL. So, uh, and, and and those and like those guys were like kicking at the end, so close. Deets is pulling it up. Well, how many how many playoff teams were there last year? There was five, been, right? There would have been no. Last year there was five. Yeah, it was yeah. the two wild card teams play against each other. So last year it was the Giants, Brewers, Braves won their divisions. The Dodgers and the Cardinals were the wild card teams. Next right. two up would have been Cincinnati and Philadelphia. So like that's so Cincinnati had the better record. Yeah. So Cincinnati would have been. Mm-hmm. In. I remember they were. That's right. They were kind of hunting at the end. Right. Like. Yeah. So the the Reds would have been in. I actually don't think that that necessarily would have changed anything. No, they probably would have still lost. Right? Yeah. But now, what would have it been in the AO? It would have been... It had, it had to have been Blue Jays. It Mariners. would have been the Blue Jays, right? By a game. They were mm. 91 wins? I will look that up. Hold on. They were... So, it was Boston and the Yankees made it. Blue Jays were next team up. 91 wins. Well, I'm saying, like, in, in the American League, I think I think the Mariners had 90 wins. Yeah, yeah. That's so they would have been in by one win. So yep. you would have had the Blue Jays, and who would the Blue Jays have played in the opening round? Who's I, the who is the who is the three seed? The three seed was the White Sox. They would have smacked the White Sox. Yep, absolutely. Right. And then you're talking about Blue Jays Astros. They would have smacked the Astros. Probably. And then you would have had Red Sox Blue Jays. And how did that season series play out? Right, because like, yeah. but like that, that starts to become my thing, right? I think Blue Jays have have a like a, a real if they've got that kind of fire going on at that point, mm-hmm. and that and that's my thing. Like that would have been exciting. The yes. Red Sox won the season series uh, last year against the Blue Jays, right? So like, it, that's how you hope it plays out, yep. right? But then Boston's still there, and then they're 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 ready for the title. Mm-hmm. But Blue Jays would have got that shot, and they would have been we would have been Cinderelling. We would have been like, oh, my God, the Blue Jays, they come in as the last while they win. They do all the shit they're not supposed to do. Yay, we have the NFL. Like, that's what the NFL has that, that, that we just don't get in the other sports. Mm-hmm. And I don't think basketball will ever have it. But baseball, I do. Yeah, I think baseball affords more of an opportunity for a Cinderella story. That's why baseball, I think, that that's, that's the only thing that now gets me is like, the drama for baseball gets so much better now, because mm-hmm. you already rarely had it that the number one seed wins. Yeah, like you don't get repeats really. Now you're going to have like the dark horse who's got nothing to lose, like that team that's been on the come up. Because you you look at all those teams, they're younger teams typically. Yep. Right. They 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 have young guys. The guys were okay in the beginning of the year. They were really good in the middle, and then they become great at the end. And it's like, do we have enough to hit? And then we don't. We miss by this fractional thing. Now that, yeah, that was definitely Mariners and the Blue Jays last yeah. year. That's that exact story. And if the Blue Jays get in with all the momentum going, whew, White Sox, I don't think stood a chance. 
Yeah. That, that would have been. They, fold, they folded pretty quick in that first round. And we would have been out here like, Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Yeah. All right, give me one. Give me one prediction for the upcoming year. Anything you want to predict. One prediction. Hmm. The the Phillies are going to win the division. There you go. There's a prediction for you. I'm down with that one. Wow. I almost uh, I'm I'm almost speechless. Okay. Uh, wow. What's what's your one prediction? Um. We got a lot more predictions coming next week. Yeah, I mean next week next week we were coming for for stuff like that. So I um I wasn't expecting you to to drop drop that in. Mm-hmm. Um my prediction for this upcoming season is we have uh the most 50 plus home run hitters in the history of baseball. Okay. In one, in one season. You think you think pitching's impacted by the shortened beginning? And I and I no no. And I think that we might we may in fact see uh, one if not two sixty home run guys this year. Okay. Last last prediction question. Mm. On a scale of one to ten, ten being Otani last year, what are we getting this year? Meaning what? Like Otani's numbers last year and his production being 10 what is what is he going to bring to the table this year 12 okay we're i think this i hope so i think this year is better than last year because so again barring injury yep which is no, always, i'm assuming no injury which which is always the thing fingers crossed um I, I he faded so much in the back half of the year with his bat because he was exhausted from having to be the guy and the spectacle of him doing it all Right at the All Star game, he had no rest. Yeah. He was in every like I'm in the home run derby. I'm doing this. I'm at every interview. I'm going to parties, and he's an introverted person. It's not mm-hmm. his style. Like, oh yeah. And he was forced to be in that. And then he's doing interviews and photo shoots and all this stuff because it was just it was the topic for humans to talk about for a, yeah. for a, probably a five week window. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that with Trout out, no Rendon him trying to kind of carry the team to victory with everything. Uh, I think he just gassed out differently than he will this year. I think he's going to have more protection. So I think, he, and then now also with the DH rule, he'll actually get more at bats. Uh, so with more at bats, I also think he'll produce more numbers. Yep. Uh, Cause he won't require himself to come out. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. If, if you think last year was a 10 on Otani, I think last year was an 8.5. 8. Oh no. So, so th- we're, I think in, I, I just made that as the scale of because he hasn't done anything beyond that yet. Yeah, no, I'm so I'm, sure. Call it I, ten plus. Fine. I, and I you're think, gonna go twelve. I think down. he's. I think he's. He. I. I don't think that last year is his best year. Cool. That fire me up. I, I, I hope so. I actually thought. I. I thought his season would be better than he ended up. Yeah, I think by the, in the middle of the season we were expecting because his like pitching got homers. better. Yes. Oh, his pitching was substantially better. But his hitting got worse, and a lot of that had to do, you guys can watch, like... Did he guys, finish sub-3? ERA? No, right? Yes. Shohei Otani. He was a 3 one 
I think so the that, back, there was a point he was like a two seven. Well, no, the back, but also the back half of last year, um, is where he was the best as a pitcher. Yes, because he he went his ERA I think in the in the first half versus second half, and I'm I'm pulling that up now, um, or I'm not because I'm only getting his hitting hitting number splits. Uh, yeah, he's weird. I can't. It's so hard to work his uh, page. Mm-hmm. For baseball reference, yeah, because they're still ironing it out. <laughs> but but the bigger the bigger point to me is he hit forty six home runs in five hundred thirty seven at bats, but his batting average was only two fifty seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that his batting average, like his first half OPS, was ten sixty two. His second half OPS was only an eight thirty nine. Yeah. I really do feel like he got sucked out being the guy in the back half of the year. Um, and I just don't see him losing that. Yeah. And if he's that guy for the whole year, his slugging in the first half was 698. His slugging in the second half was 458. Cool. I uh, he He's got room for more. I hope so. I hope. He's got room for more. I, I, I agree with that. And I, I hope is the case. And it, it starts off with, Mike Trout being healthy, I need I need Mike Trout to get into some yoga and and do whatever he needs to do to not fall apart. Don't put 135 pounds on your back and, and start run. running. Was that last year? No, that's a bunch of years. Okay. ago. Okay. The, the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Kids out here thinking that's why Mike Trout's good. No, Mike Trout can do that because he's Mike Trout and he takes steroids. But he he also just like that wasn't what made him good. He's just doing it because he can. Yeah, Crazy. That, that was not good. Nutty. All right, so we got a big episode next week. A lot oh, of, yeah, a lot all of the predictions. predictions. One week out from spring training, that will be that So episode. we're going MVP. MVP, division winners. Cy Young. Cy Young. Rookie we're of the year. All. I'll put together our list of, of things that we need. All the big awards, all the major awards, who's winning. Hot takes. We're going to have to records. make a whole list so we can keep track of and everything. And we won't talk to each other at all about any of these things until next week. Yep. Live on air. Cool. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Make sure you like and subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode, two weeks out from opening day. Let's get it. Peace. Baseball lifestyle. It's my lifestyle. <laughs>